On today's show, Luka Doncic drops 41 against the Golden State Warriors in a win, but it wasn't his scoring that impressed me the most. We'll talk about why this was one of the Mavs' most important wins of the season and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. Whoo, feeling good after that win. I'm letting the music ride just a little bit longer today. I'm letting the intro ride just a little bit more after that win. Dallas Mavericks get the win against the Golden State Warriors at home. Two wins in the span of, I don't know, four days, five days against the Golden State Warriors. 122 to 113. Luka drops 40. Some weird stuff happened. Some fun stuff happened. The crowd was hyped at the AAC tonight. It was insane. What a game. What an absolute game from this team. It was a good one. I'm here solo. Isaac Harris taking the night off. He'll have you on the Saturday show against the Kings, which is like a weird 4 p.m. Central game, but he'll be breaking down that game for you. But the Mavericks get the win against this Golden State Warriors team, and who else can we start with? But it's Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic tonight, 41 points, 9 boards, or 10 boards, 9 assists, hit four threes. Seven of nine for the free throw line. Hit 57% of his shots. He did have six turnovers. Only one foul. And it's against a team that, that likes to, you know, force you to do things that you don't want to do on defense. And Luka was just incredible. Luka was insane. There are times in this game where you're just like, what do you do? How do you guard somebody like that? How do you guard Luka when he's in his bag the way that he was? First quarter, Luka comes out. Five of eight from the field, hit three threes, six of seven from the free throw line, 19 points. Set the tone. Completely set the tone. Mavericks outscore the Warriors 38 to 27 in the first quarter, and it was just Luka. This is one of the reasons why I said that if the Mavericks play the Warriors and Draymond Green is healthy, it's going to be a little bit of a problem because they don't have an answer for him, and Draymond Green would be the answer. Right? Draymond Green would be the one that at least tried to slow him down, but... If he's playing like this, I may eat my words on that one. I may totally eat my words saying the Mavs shouldn't want to play the Warriors if Luka's going to play like this. Luka Doncic just going off, scoring in all kinds of different ways too. The mid-range from three, hitting, going to the free throw line early in this game. I mean, that first quarter was just, it's everything. It's everything that you would want from a guy like this. Have we mentioned recently that he's 23? He just turned 23 years old. Just turned 23 four days ago, five days ago. He just turned 23 years old. And he's doing stuff like this against this Warriors team that is one of the best defenses in the NBA. Yes, Draymond was out. But still, this team has some good defenders on it. They're a team that plays together. You know, strength in numbers, all that. Klay Thompson played in this game. But Luka Doncic, just in the first, just in the, we're just focusing on the first quarter. Just in the first quarter, hit three threes. He's been working on the the right step back three. And he hit a couple of those in this game. And that's super important. He had a quote to uh, 
he had a quote to Tim McMahon after the, after the game. And I thought it was super interesting about Luca just working on his game. And this is the reason why he's great. And this is why the reason he will continue to be great and be maybe one of the greatest of all time. He was asked about the right step back three. We all know Luca has the left step back three. He's got that down, right? The shot that he hit against the Celtics to win the game this year. The shot he hit against the Clippers in the playoffs last year or two years ago. He hits that shot. I mean, that left step back three is unguardable for him. But he started working on the right step back three. That's what makes Harden so good. This is Tim McMahon's point. Is that he, he? This is what makes Harden so good. Is that he can go step back right, step back left, step back back, step back forward somehow. James Harden does weird stuff, but he can, he can do it in all directions. But for Luca, he said, "quote I think that's going to be really important for me." Talking about the the step back to the right three. I've been working on it. You've seen it a couple of times. Obviously, it's not as good as the left, but keep working, and I think that's going to be a big improvement for me. You talk about a guy like named you know a guy like Luka Doncic that's scoring the way that he is on the tear like he is right now, talking about what will be a big improvement for his game. That's how you get great. That's how you become the player that Luka Doncic is right now. That's how he's got to where he is. That's why since the start of February, Luka has averaged 34 points a game, leading the league. And that's why he was player of the month. Well, we did mention it. Oh, there we go. We mentioned player of the month. We always we always forget to mention those like little awards and things. But but Luca was player of the month, and John Morant had one of the you know the best months we've seen in a long time. But Luca beat him out for it for a reason. It's really dang good, really really good. <laughs> Luka Doncic doing his thing, absolutely incredible for Luka Doncic. Great game, but it wasn't just the scoring. It wasn't the scoring that stood out to me. What stood out to me was the maturity, and we'll go over the game, and I'll break down the whole game, but there's a couple of moments where that, that really stood out to me that Luka is becoming a leader of this team. He's becoming more mature. He's noticing the different things that the things that Jason Kidd was calling him out for, you know, yelling at the refs, getting tied up in not getting a call and not getting back on defense, you know, not taking defense seriously, all that stuff. He's just putting it behind him, and when winning has to happen, Luka is becoming the player that we hoped he would be. There's a couple of moments in this game that are just absolutely absurd. Fourth quarter, seven minutes left. Uh, you know, Jalen Brunson throws up a shot, and it looks like it goes off the left side of the rim. And so then the Mavericks, you know, they get the Dwight Powell gets the off. I think Dwight Powell gets the offensive rebound, and they throw it out back to Luca. Luca, you know, drives in a little bit. He is about to hit a, you know, a floater. Then he kicks it over to Dorian, and then then the shot clock goes off, and everyone's like, "Wait, hold on. What? Didn't that ball hit the rim?" We should have 14 seconds left. And instead, they didn't have it. The shot clock went off. And then everybody in the arena, literally, I was, I was in the I was in the, the lower bowl. And literally everyone in the arena just points up at the shot clock, just pointing in the air. Every single person in the arena, even Warriors fans, which there's a lot of Warriors fans in the AAC tonight. Everyone was pointing up at the, <laughs> the entire bench. Everyone was pointing up at the shot clock. Tony Brothers took the ball, had the head referee, and he just took it out of bounds, and they couldn't do anything. They didn't call it, and you can't challenge a call that you know has not been you know you can't call you can't challenge a no call right. If a call has not been made by the referees, you can't challenge it to change it because nothing was called, and so they had to just roll with it, and so the Mavericks kind of rolled with it, and then two possessions later, after that crazy play, the Warriors had tied it. And you're like, dang, this could be a moment where Luka is just fuming, right? This is the, a moment that we've seen how many times? 
since he's been drafted by the Mavericks, where he would just be fuming, spending the entire time out talking to refs. I've seen it. I've watched it. I have binoculars with me every game I go to because I want to see and watch what his facial expression is going to be, what he's doing during timeouts, what's happening during timeouts. And I would sit there and watch him. And I've sat there and watched him in games. Again, you know, when he's being refed by Scott Foster and Tyler Ford and, you know, all these refs that we're learning the names to. I hate that we're learning names to refs, but we are. We are now that <laughs> Luka Doncic is part of the Mavs uh, organization. And now, now we're, the Mavs are winning and now we care about winning and now all of a sudden referees mean more. But I watched him in this timeout. Jason Kidd calls a timeout after the Warriors tied the game. The Mavericks were up by 17 points at the beginning of the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, they tied it. After that crazy non-shot clock violation that was. And you know what Luka Doncic was doing? He wasn't looking at the refs. He wasn't complaining to Jason Kidd. He wasn't just sulking. He was clapping. It was a tie game and Luka was clapping at his teammates. He was galvanizing them. He was getting them together. He was saying, let's go. Let's do this. Let's 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 get back into this game. We can only control what we can control. That's maturity. That's a maturity level for Luca. And for this whole team, it's what matters. And Luca after the game even said, you know, if that play and then there was later in the fourth quarter there was a backcourt violation that didn't get called that we didn't even see in the arena, but you saw it on the broadcast when I went back and watched it again. He said there was those two calls, but if those two calls go differently and those get called, maybe don't we don't win the game. Now, maybe that's like a little bit of like too much multiverse. Maybe he's been consuming too much Marvel content with the Loki series and Doctor Strange and No Way Home. And like that's a little multiverse for me where, hey, if those things don't go the right way, then maybe we don't win the game. But but I think those things going not in the Mavs' favor and Luka Doncic deciding to galvanize the team and be a leader is huge. It's massive for this team. And it's the reason why they got this win. This was such a mature win for this Mavericks team. We've talked about how this Mavericks team is like not young, but not old, but not veteran, but not, you know, not, not inexperienced, but not veteran. They just got some weird, there's just weird guys in weird spots in their career. You know, like Maxie's been in the league for like five years, but he's 30, <laughs> you know, guys like that. Dorian was a little bit older when he came in. And so this is a really mature win. This is an incredibly mature win for this Mavericks team. But there's a lot of reasons why they got to where they were. They were up 17 at the beginning of the third quarter. And then all of a sudden it looked like it was going to be the inverse of what happened in Golden State the other day. But Jason Kidd made a big gutsy decision down the stretch to bench Jalen Brunson. And we're going to talk about why that paid off and what it means for the Mavericks going forward coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Football is way over, way past. We're done with football. Done with it. For all the latest odds, totals, player prop performances, and where the next, who the next coach is going to get fired. I'm telling you, it's not Jason Kidd right now. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. They have everything. They have um, daily props. They have props for players. They have you know props for just individual games you can check out. They have NBA futures right now. They still got the championship odds up. They have a couple NBA specials right now. Total Ben Simmons rebounds per game in the regular season. Total Ben Simmons points per game. 14.5 points per game for Ben Simmons in the regular season. You can bet on that right now if you wanted to. Go to Bet Online, check it out. It's not just basketball. They have you covered for hockey, boxing, UFC, all those stuff. Check it out. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Check it out. All the trends in action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right, Isaac. I do that for all the, I do that for all the uh <laughs> the day ones, the raccoon squad. I remember when I did that on accident one time and didn't catch myself and a bunch of you tweeted at me like, "Hey, do you know that on solo pods you say all right, Isaac still? It's a tick." 
<laughs> All right, let's get into this. the rest of this game. So the Dallas Mavericks get the win. 122 to 113. But it got close. It got real close in this game. Tie game with about six minutes left to go. And Jason Kidd made a massive decision. Made a huge decision. So in the first, this first segment, I talked about that shot clock violation. Seven minutes left to go in the game. Shot clock violation. Uh, shouldn't have been called. All that kind of stuff. Then the then the Warriors scored two straight threes. Moses Moody scored 13 straight points in the fourth quarter. What happened to that guy? <laughs> Moses Moody, the rookie, just all of a sudden is being developed by this Warriors team. Good for them. Everybody's talking about Jonathan Kuminga, about his athleticism and his dunks, and look what Kuminga can do. And like Moses Moody's been better than him the last two games Mavs have played them at least. He scores 13 points, but in just in the fourth quarter, but they tie the game. Dallas calls a timeout. That's when Luca is galvanizing the team. He's clapping. He's like, "All right, guys, let's go. Let's get get together." Coming out of the timeout, the lineup is Luca, Spencer Dinwiddie, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell. The Warriors are going small. They don't have Draymond in this game, obviously. Kevon Looney only played 25 minutes in this game. Well, the Warriors are going small, so the Mavericks decide to put Dwight Powell in there instead of instead of Jalen Brunson. I thought he just, that Jason Kidd decided that he was going to do Dinwiddie instead of Brunson, and that would have been a, a very different choice. And he kind of did. He kind of did make that decision. But in the postgame presser, he said that he decided to keep Dwight out there because Dwight was playing well. Dwight did play well in this game. But Dwight was playing well. They needed that extra advantage. And I think it was because Jalen Brunson wasn't playing particularly well in this game. He was 6 of 10 from the field, but he just couldn't get his shot in certain places. He scored 14 points. He had four assists. He had a couple of, couple of turnovers, but he just couldn't get his shot in the way that he needed to, and he hasn't been able to against this team. And it's the thing that we've been watching with Jalen Brunson. And so Jalen Brunson sits, Spencer Dinwiddie plays, Dwight Powell plays, and that was the decision Jason Kidd made. I thought that was a gutsy, gutsy decision. There's so many implications. So I could spend so much time talking about just this one decision. Jalen Brunson, going to be a free agent this offseason. Spencer Dinwiddie just got added to the team. This was his sixth game with the team. The team's now 5-1 and one since the trade, by the way, with when Dinwiddie plays. But yeah, the, the, that, <laughs> that shot clock violation, tie game, coming out of the timeout, Luka, Dinwiddie, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell go out there. Dinwiddie scores immediately. The first possession, Dinwiddie goes in and scores. And then the Mavs made a, another decision that was just brilliant. And this is, Jason Kidd's making me eat my words for saying that he's not a good coach at the beginning of the season. Like, he's just turning over all the stuff, all the history that we had of Jason Kidd is not a good coach. He's, he's making some really good decisions. He's either, he was either, <laughs> for, for how it went in Milwaukee and how it went in his other stops, Maybe it's just his coaching staff is really, really good this time, but I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to give him credit because this was a decision to hunt Curry. The The Mavericks went after Curry and made sure that they hunted Curry on offense three possessions in a row. Luka did it twice in a row and scored, and then Dinwiddie scored it, or Dinwiddie had an and one against him. The score went from 114 to 100, no, score went from 104 to 104. It was tied in that timeout. The Mavs attacked Curry three times in a row, and then it was 114 to 108. You went from a tie game to that six-point lead quick, and this is late in the game. The crowd is hyped at this point. The crowd was standing on their feet from about the four-minute mark to the end of the game. To go after Curry like that, to attack Curry like that, 
It's one of the reasons why, you know, some people thought that the, this Warriors dynasty was never going to happen. That, that Curry just couldn't defend. You know, he's too small, all that stuff. And he got away with it for a lot. You know, the, the, when this team has Draymond, it's com- they defend completely differently. And that's one of the reasons why I'm still a little worried about this team if Draymond's healthy. But when Draymond's not out there like he wasn't tonight, then you can attack, you can attack Steph Curry. And they did. And they did three times in a row, scored three times in a row. With Luca and with Dinwiddie. Can Brunson do the same thing? Probably not. Dinwiddie's bigger. Dinwiddie's 6'5. He's a bigger guard than you think. He can hold his own on defense like that, too. He can't get hunted. Brunson can get hunted a little bit, not by this Warriors team, but by others. But that was a decision Jason Kidd, two decisions Jason Kidd made that were really, really good. To play Dwight Powell and, and Spencer Dinwiddie and not play Jalen Brunson down the stretch. And Brunson didn't come in the rest of the game. That six minute time, that six and a half minute timeout, Jalen Brunson didn't play the rest of the game. Kid made that decision, made the decision to attack Curry three times in a row. Looked exactly like when the Mavs decided Luca decided to attack LeBron three times in a row. Luca was asked about it after the game, and he he made a very tactful answer to this when he said, "You know, yeah, you want to go against you you want to attack their best player because then they have to put in the same amount of energy on offense and on defense." Brilliant, brilliant answer to say, you know, against uh, like that's the reason why we attack Steph instead of, hey, he's small. He's the same, almost the same size as Patrick Beverly, right? Like, <laughs> when I went after him the same way I would go against Patrick Beverly. And then somebody brought up, well, you did, it's about the same thing you did against LeBron. And then he smiled so big and was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what we did. That's exactly why. That's exactly why we went against LeBron like that. And it's the same reason why we went against Curry like that. But that really stood out, them going up against Curry like that and attacking him. And when we say attacking, by the way, we said this a couple couple pods in a row now because they've been doing it against Rudy Gobert and LeBron James and Steph Curry. When we say attacking, that means whoever Curry is guarding, let's say it's Bullock. Curry is guarding Bullock. Well, then Luka's going to call Bullock to set a screen for his man. And then that man's going to be stuck. And then Curry has to make a decision. The Warriors have to make a decision. You make this stylistically, scheme schematic-wise, for your defense. They decide to switch. So that means Curry is now guarding Luka. That's how you get these matchups when it's switched around all the time. And that's how you get Rudy Gobert on Luka and LeBron on Luka sometimes. And, you know, they were calling for that matchup. Dinwiddie, same thing when he had the ball. He called for Bullock or Luka or whoever was, whoever Curry was guarding. And he would attack, he attacked Curry off of that, off of the switch. The crowd was hyped. The Mavs executed so well down the stretch. The maturity angle doesn't just go with the way that they responded to those non-calls, the way that they responded to the refs. This was a mature win in a lot of ways. Guys hitting threes. Everybody hit threes in this game. The Warriors, the Warriors shot 50% from three. The Mavs shot 46%. They're executing that way, just getting to the open threes, just executing who they know that they are. They didn't try things outside of who they are. They didn't have anybody just like throwing up shots where you're going, why? Why are you doing that? Why are you taking that shot right now? They were patient. They were patient in their possessions. There would be times when somebody would get like an offensive rebound or a loose ball or something like that, especially late in the game. And sometimes you just think, oh, well, they're just going to go up for it. And they didn't. They would stop and they would reset. This is a half-court team. This is not a transition, get-out-and-run team. I don't know if... Did they have a single transition bucket in this game? It just didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like it at all. There was a, there was a play late in the game uh, where Reggie Bullock locked down Andrew Wiggins. We'll talk about that in the third segment. 
But Reggie Bullock locked down Andrew Wiggins, got a steal, and then Dorian, you know, on the other end, they, they moved the ball around and got an open three for him. Dwight got the offensive rebound off of that, but they were patient. They were patient in that possession. Dorian and Bullock didn't try to run a fast break and just run into the rim and, you know, get tied up and have to go to the free throw line or not even get to go to the free throw line. They were patient. This is a really, really mature win for the Mavericks because of what Jason Kidd decided to do and the way that the Mavericks played it. Incredible. Incredible. They were a mature win. It was a, it was an incredible win. Luka dropped 41. I feel like I still haven't given him enough credit, but he wasn't even the hot player. Luka Doncic, 41 points. He was not. Hot man, the hot player. Hot player. The hot player of the game. We'll tell you who it is and who else impressed in this big win coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. I got one right here. Got one right here. I almost ate one at the game tonight. Coconut Browning Chunk is the best bar. There's no other bar that's as good as this one. Built.com is where you get them. Promo code LOCK15. They have coconut marshmallow. The puffs is a, re a really interesting bar. They are a protein bar. The, you know, the coconut marshmallow puffs, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 6 grams of sugar in a bar that just feels like you're eating a chocolate-covered marshmallow. That's really what it feels like. Chocolate-covered marshmallow with a little flavor. That's what the puffs are. They're absolutely great. They're delicious. They have three different flavors, coconut marshmallow. They have the banana cream pie, and then they have the churro. The churro is really good. I've ordered the churro multiple times. Go check it out, built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your entire order. That adds up. And then the more boxes you buy, if you keep an account, they also give you like, you know, points. And then you can get, you know, then you can get free boxes. I'm almost to like two free boxes. I'm going to, I'm going to cash those in one day. I'm going to cash those in, Built Bar. Check it out, built.com, promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of this game. You know who's in the house for this one? You know who's in the house? Shut it down! Oh, Let's go home! Dirk Nowitzki. He was in a box suite, and they showed him on the Jumbotron. Everyone went nuts. He just kind of did that thing where he, he scoops his head down like this, and he just kind of like looks like he's ducking under a door, and then he just kind of waved with both hands, like jazz hands kind of deal. Love Dirk. Dirk's the best. 41 forever. But Dirk would have been proud of this guy. Hot man, the hot player. Hot player. The hot player of the game is Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith was incredible in this game. He was hot. Hot in this game. Four of five from three, that's 80%. Seven of nine from the field, that's almost 80%. Two assists, couple of boards, two offensive rebounds. We need a, we need a drop for Isaac. Yes, sir. That's what you do. There it is. That's, that's the one I'm going to use. Yes, sir. That's what you do. That's what you do, Dodo. You get offensive rebounds. And they were some pretty big offensive rebounds, too. Dorian had 18 points in this game. He's this Mavs' second-leading scorer. Still can't get 18, though. Still, or still can't get 20. Still, <laughs> like Theo Pinson said, still can't get 20. But Dorian Finney-Smith, he's tonight's... Hot man, the hot player. Hot player. The hot player for hitting four threes. Bullock also hit four threes. He took 12 of them. But one of them was late in the game. He hit a big three with two minutes and 15 seconds left. That almost kind of iced it. Mavs took a seven-point lead there with two minutes left. Bullock hitting that three was massive. Bullock also had three steals. Bullock, two possessions in this game, absolutely locked down Andrew Wiggins where he couldn't even dribble. Like, he just couldn't do anything. There was one earlier in the game. Uh, early in the game at about, yeah, second quarter, six minutes left. Bullock just locked up 
Andrew Wiggins on the right wing, just in the right corner. He had to just hike up this, you know, fade away like floater type shot from way out. And then another possession that I mentioned earlier, three minutes and 13 seconds left when it matters most in the clutch. Bullock just completely locked Andrew Wiggins down. Couldn't even get barely a shot off, and he didn't, and and uh, got a steal. Bullock got one of those steals. He threw it up to Dorian, and then they made a, a good business decision by not rushing anything. Andrew Wiggins, 7 of 17. He had 17 points. He had a couple of good shots. He had a couple of good plays in this one, but uh, I don't know. All-star starter? I don't know about that one. I don't know. Luka took the matchup with Andrew Wiggins personally. At times in this one, especially in that four, in that first quarter, Luca took that matchup personally. Anytime Wiggins was on him, one time, one time in this game, Luca had Wiggins on him one on one, and Josh Green dove in the paint, and no one went with him. No one was with Josh Green. Josh Green could have got a wide open dunk, but Luca was so focused and locked in on owning Andrew Wiggins in that moment that he just went for it. He made the shot, which made it worth it. But Luca just really wanted to go at Andrew Wiggins and really wanted to just kind of embarrass him at times. Wiggins in that first quarter was minus 11. He played the entire first quarter. Luca played the entire first quarter and he didn't he didn't guard him the whole game, but he guarded him on some possessions and Luca really took it personally, I thought. Really went at him. A couple other people that that impressed in this game. Uh we got to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie a little bit more. So Jason Kidd decides to play Spencer Dinwiddie late in this game and Man, Spencer Dinwiddie's awesome. He's if he's gonna keep playing like this, he's everything you'd want. <laughs> he's everything you'd want in that guard, in that second guard next to Luca, or uh, playing with Jalen Brunson off the bench. He just fits into both of those ways, and the Mavericks have the roles set out so perfectly for him right now. It's just working really, really well. He's played six games for the Mavs. They're five and one when he plays. That one loss was that Jazz loss. That was real close too. They they had a Yo, obviously, if you guys listen to the show, you know they had a huge chance. Uh, he has the highest plus-minus on the team since he's joined. Incredible. He's averaging 14 points and uh, 4.8 assists. That's the, that's an area where he is, uh, he's excelling a lot. He had seven assists in this game. He gets he had nine assists in the last game against the Lakers. He gets he gets he throws out he dishes out dimes. He dishes dimes to guys for sure. And that is a that's a big area where we wanted Brunson to grow in, and he has. Brunson's been great in the, in that area this year. But Dinwiddie coming in and adding that to this team is huge. He had a you know he had a, a really good pass to to Sterling Brown in you know in the fast break in this game. He had he kicked it to Luca twice for catch and shoot threes. How many times have we been waiting for Luca to get some catch and shoot threes? Dinwiddie hit Brunson hit. hit um, Doncic twice for catch and shoot threes. He hit Brunson for a catch and shoot three. Dorian for a catch and shoot three. Uh, and then he hit Dor- then he hit Dorian for a you know a layup. And then he hit uh, Dwight Powell for a reverse layup. You know, real late in the game. Spencer Dinwiddie. And then his shot making. His shot making is huge. He's a big guy. He can get into you. His six shots were huge. He hit two. He hit two threes of him uh, from himself too, and those were big. I felt like everything he did in this game was big. Like every moment was a massive moment. It was a big swing. There was times when the Warriors would try to creep back and then Dinwiddie would hit a shot. They're big. There's all this uh, step backs, floaters, you know, uh, getting in the lane and one, stuff like that. Um, he can get his own shot, and that matters. The Mavs have needed that for so long. Somebody, I want to give you credit. Somebody tweeted at me and Isaac. Somebody tweeted at me and Isaac that... Um, 
that like Spencer Dinwiddie, you guys have finally been, you guys have finally all the talk that you guys have had about getting a secondary ball handle. Yeah, Isaac tweeted, what a difference having another ball handler creator on this team makes. And then Wade, shout out to Wade Ledbetter, tweeted, it's almost like all those times you and Nick beat the dead horse for the last three seasons. It's not been unfounded. <laughs> like all the people that we've been talking about, Ahmed responded, Brogdon, Lowry, <laughs> Dragic. How many names have we talked about over the last couple of years? Who can the Mavs add to be a secondary ball handler? They get one uh, with Brunson now and with Dinwiddie. You got two now. Feel like Ted Lasso. Got two aces. Feel like we fell out of the lucky tree and hit every branch on the way down. Fell into a pool of Sour Patch Kids and I don't remember what else he says, but man, incredible to have Spencer Dinwiddie on this team. He's added so much, so much, you know, it's so dynamic too. You can play him in these small lineups. These small lineups are a problem. You saw a bunch of people tonight. You saw a bunch of national media members tweeting out the Mavs are a problem. The Mavs are a problem for people. It's hard to play against a team like this. It's hard to play against a team that can play small. They can play Dwight Powell and also be small at the same time. I know we've had our, our issues with Dwight Powell. We all, you know, every, you listening, I know at some point. I don't know if there's a single person that calls himself a Mavericks fan that has not had a problem or wanted Dwight Powell to be in a different role at some point in his tenure with the Mavs. But having a guy like him, especially if Maxie's out, by the way, Maxie was out in this game. But having a guy like Dwight Powell that can switch out and not get destroyed on the perimeter and then also play inside a little bit, he is going to get destroyed against the Jokic's. Everyone gets destroyed against Jokic, but he does get destroyed against bigs like that. But there's not many bigs like that left. He can play against a lot of these teams. He can play against Phoenix. He can play against the Warriors. He can play against Memphis. He can play against Utah. We just They just proved that. Minnesota, maybe not. Denver, no. I mean, he's going to play. It is, just is what it is. They're going to double They're going to double Jokic if they play him. But, but Dwight Powell on this team. Uh, Dwight Powell had a good game. It's the reason why he was in there late. Played 32 minutes. It's a lot more than he's normally played. That's a lot more than he's normally played. But since the start of, let's go to the start of January, which is when the Mavs first really started going on this run, Dwight Powell's averaging just 21 minutes, 22 minutes, which is eighth on the team. Actually, let's take out Porzingis. That's, yeah, seventh on the team. And take out, no, we'll keep Tim Hardaway in there. Eighth on the team. <laughs> we'll keep that number. Eighth on the team. Doesn't play a lot of minutes, but he played 10 more minutes than he normally does in this game. He hit five shots. He had a bunch of shots inside that were big. Big shot. 13 points for him, eight boards, three offensive boards. One of them was massive down the stretch. Huge offensive board off of that um, Dorian miss from the Bullock steal. He had a couple of assists as well. Steal. He's plus 11. Second highest plus minus on the team. Guess who had the highest plus minus? Nope, wasn't Luka. It was Spencer Dinwiddie. Big. A couple other things that stood out. Josh Green, I thought, had a good game at, at times. Josh Green is, is proven that he can play. 17 minutes for him. He guarded Steph Curry a lot. Steph Curry, in the fourth quarter, took zero shots. Yeah, this is where we're going to end here. The Mavericks defense is real. <laughs> it's absolutely real. I listened to uh, McMahon, Tim McMahon on um, on uh on Zach Lowe's podcast, and they were talking about the Mavericks, and they were like, is this Mavs defense real? And then they you know, walked around it a little bit, and they're like, yeah, it is. It's real. ESPN Stats and Info tweeted out, Steph Curry played the entire fourth quarter for the Warriors in the loss to the Mavericks, so he played all 12 minutes. He did not attempt a shot. It's the third time in Curry's career that he's played an entire quarter without attempting a shot. 
It's the first time he's ever done that in a fourth quarter. Josh Green was on him a little bit in the fourth quarter. He played five minutes in the fourth quarter. Those are big minutes for a guy that didn't play barely at all last year. And he's essentially a rookie that had like a, you know, I don't know. Is it a gap year? He played he had like a red shirt year, I guess you want to call it last year. Those are big minutes. But the Mavs doubled. They did double Curry a lot. They tried to take him out of the game. They tried to make other people beat them. Moses Moody almost did. 13 points in the fourth quarter. But Josh Green had some big minutes on him. I thought his defense was pretty good at times. Bullock. Great defense. Dorian, great defense. He played seven minutes in the fourth. Bullock played the entire fourth. Dinwiddie thought he played some good defense as well. Luka holding the zone. This Mavericks team can switch around. Their defense is real. And uh, Holden Curry to no field goal attempts. <laughs> no shot. He didn't even get a shot. Not that he missed his shots and he was just cold. Didn't take a shot. In the fourth quarter, Kuminga took four shots. Moses Moody hit all five of his shots. Clay Thompson went 104. Looney had a shot. Wiggins had one shot. And that was it. 16 shots for them in the fourth quarter. Mavs took 21. They made 10 of them. Huge game. Huge, absolutely massive game for the Dallas Mavericks. I could just go on and on. This has been a great, this has been a great, uh, this has been a great little stretch here for the Dallas Mavericks. Great one. Since the beginning of January, the Mavericks, when Luka plays, are 20 and 20 and 7. They are 21 and 7 overall. Lucas only missed one game. 21 and 7 since the start of January. They have the second best defense in the NBA. This Mavericks team is moving. All right, a couple more things. Mavericks are now just two games back from the Jazz. It feels like they're just going to stay there. The Jazz are 9 and 1 in their last 10. Doesn't feel like the Jazz are going to fall any. They may, but the Mavs beat the Warriors and then the Grizzlies lost tonight. So the Grizzlies are still a half game back. So those of you that agreed with me yesterday the Mavs don't want to play the Warriors in the first round, this is a good night. <laughs> Mavs got the win and the you know and Memphis also lost, so that means that the the Warriors don't move down. The Warriors would have been tied if the Grizzlies had won that game. Right? No, the Memphis would have moved ahead of them, right? Yeah, I think Memphis would have moved ahead of them if they won their game, but the Celtics beat them. Mavericks are still there. They're two, they're only a half, one and a half games ahead of the Nuggets. So that's still something to watch out for. But that's when the Mavs are in the standings. Guys, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NBA. Today we got Adam Mares and uh, Wes Goldberg. Go check them out around the NBA. They got all the games covered for you in just about 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!